Well, what is up, Northridge Church? It is so good to be with you, no matter where you are joining us from, because you're joining us from a little bit of everywhere. We've got people scattered all around the, the Rochester area, from the city to the suburbs. We've got people joining us from the state of New York, traveling to see family over the holiday season. And we have regulars who join us online all over America. And so to each and every one of you, welcome home and welcome to the family. And I hope and I pray that you had an amazing Christmas. Uh, Most importantly, I hope you had a Christmas where you got to celebrate and see Jesus for who he truly is and what the season is all about. I hope you had a chance to be together with your family, to eat some good food, and hopefully you got some good gifts. But let's be honest. The the reality for many of us is we're low-key kind of happy. The holiday season is over. Because the the holidays, Christmas can create exhaustion. We can be tired. In fact, many of us, we we, we say we, we need a vacation from the vacation or we need a vacation from the holidays. And so this this afternoon, this morning, or whenever you watch this, I want to talk about something that many of us know about, but very few of us experience. It's called rest. Yeah, you heard it. Rest. In fact, it's the very reason you're at your home and I am in an empty auditorium. Because traditionally this weekend, this weekend after Christmas, we take off to give all of our volunteers a break from all the service that they do. And so the first thing I want to say is to those of you who are volunteers, you serve in the life of our church, I just want to say thank you. This weekend is for you. It's for you to get a chance to take a break, catch your breath. And I want you to know how valuable, how loved you are in the life of our church. I want you to know how thankful we are for who you are, how you love Jesus, the impact that you're having from little babies all the way up to adults and students and young adults and and senior citizens, the impact you're having in our community And I want to thank you for the value you bring to our church. We sincerely couldn't do it without you. We are a volunteer organization. And so to all of you, thanks for all that you do. And today is a chance for you to rest. And today I want to to talk about rest. And what's interesting is if you, you study the Bible, you don't have to go very far at all to see God introduce this very word. In fact, if you got your Bibles, just jump to Genesis chapter 2 with me real quick. And as you jump there, let me just kind of set this, this, this moment up in, in the beginning of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, God creates. He creates everything we know, the heavens and the earth and everything that's in it. Six days God creates, and then we come to Genesis chapter 2. And look what it says. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. Now, now pause here for a second. Think how awesome that is. That God just got done creating the heavens and the earth and everything in it. That's pretty amazing. But then look what he says. He says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he had rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And so here we see at the very foundation of the earth, God works, he creates, 
and then he rests. And you have to ask the question, why? Why does God take a break? Why does he rest? Well, I want to talk about two things that God teaches us here. The first thing is that God teaches us a rhythm of rest. God, through the beginning of the world, through his creation, teaches us a rhythm that he wanted in our lives. He worked six days and then rest the seventh one. Come on, let's be real. Let's, let's understand something about God that we, we should know. He wasn't tired. God didn't rest because he was exhausted and weary from creating the world. No, God doesn't tire. That was easy for him. He spoke it into existence. But he's teaching his people something very significant, which is that we need rest in our lives. That this should be a rhythm, and that rhythm would last. It would continue. You see, it started from the foundation of the world, and then it led as God is establishing his nation, the nation of Israel, his chosen people. And as God is establishing his nation, look what he teaches Moses to teach the people of Israel. Exodus chapter 20, part of their law as a nation. He says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. And so God is teaching us this rhythm of rest that we should have in our lives. The second thing he's teaching us is that God places a value on rest. Rest is important to God, and therefore it should be important to us. God, from the very beginning, reveals how he feels about rest. God knew that we as humans would need rest. And he also knew that we would struggle with it. That we would often overlook it and devalue it. I mean, let's look at our society. Let's look at our culture. Don't we view rest as weakness? Our culture tells us that you are more valuable the busier that you are. The more that you do, the better and stronger you must be as a person. And so what do we do as humans? We naturally fall into this trap of devaluing something God has valued, rest. We overlook it. And so we have to understand if God values rest, then so should we. And so what does the journey look like to doing that? Well, I think we have to start by understanding the two types of rest that are out there. The first one I think we are very familiar with, I call it human rest. I know, a very creative name, human rest. And human rest is simple. It's just simply a break for our bodies. We all know this to be true, that in life, at some point, you realize that your body can only go so long. At some point, whether you notice it or not, your body will force you to rest. And I get it, right? Some of you are young and you're like, ah, I can go and I can go and I can go. I remember when I was 16 to 25 and I could just go and go. I needed very few sleep and I could just run and run and run and never really get tired. But life happens and you get older and now I have four children that I chase every day and I've got a job to go to and I'm getting older and older. I'm heading towards 40 and I don't know about anybody else, but I kind of walk around life just exhausted. Like I just, I just, I could use a nap. Like I need a break. My body is tired. Anybody relate to me today? Yeah, because there are times where we just need sleep. 
need a nap. There's times where we have to get away and, and take a vacation. There's times where we get sick. And what's the best thing for you when you're sick? It's rest. To just lay in bed. And, and honestly, we even see this in Jesus in his humanity. Right, Matthew chapter 8, Jesus just gets done from preaching to a crowd. And, and look what happens. It says, suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake. So the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Now you ask the question, why is Jesus sleeping? And there's probably more than one answer to that question. But I can tell you one. Jesus in his humanity was tired. And the reason why I know this is because Jesus just got done teaching a crowd for hours and hours. And if anybody knows how exhausting that is, it's me. Because you can ask my wife, on Sunday after church, after teaching three times over three services, I'm good for nothing. Like I get home, I want to put expandable pants on, I want to eat a good lunch, and I want to get under a blanket and do nothing. Like, I tell my wife, my words, I've used them all, honey. Can I just veg and relax? Because it's exhausting. And so Jesus is here, and he's sleeping because he's human, and humans need rest. And listen, Jesus, low-key, is in, must be in like a pretty deep REM cycle because there's a storm going on, and the bro is sleeping through it. Good for you, Jesus. And so we, we, we need human rest. And the first type of human rest is that physical rest I've been talking about. The second type of human rest is emotional. Can I tell you one of the busiest parts of your body is your mind. Some of you get this because it's hard at night for you to shut your mind down. For, for many people, the greatest source of rest that they need in their human body is emotional rest. And our culture is catching up to this because what is a huge priority in our culture right now, rightfully so, it's mental health. That we need a break emotionally from our mind that constantly is working. Because one of the pow most powerful things in our body is our mind. And we need a break from the worry and the anxiety, a break from the darkness and the depression, a break from the constant thinking, the doubt and the mind game. So the first bucket of rest that we need is, is human rest, physical and emotional. But here's what I want you to hear. Here's where I think you need to lean in. Because don't miss this. Both physical and emotional rest are needed. But they are limited. Listen to me. I want us to hear and I want us to lean in. Know this about human rest. Emotional and physical rest are great things. They're needed things, but they are limited in what they can provide for you. And one of the greatest lessons we can learn about rest is that these are limited. These type of rest can only go so deep in our life and we rely on them too much. When we are weary and when we are tired and when we are exhausted, we often think that a nap or a vacation will be the solution to our problems, and it often isn't. Because a nap can only provide so many solutions. A counselor can only offer so much advice, and these are not bad things. They're just limited things. And I had to learn this the hard way. You see, if you, if you go back in my life just three years, 
right towards the, the end of, of COVID. We were coming out of COVID and it was one of the most stressful, hard moments of my life. My dad just died and I was trying to grieve and, and navigate that pain. And I was trying to lead our church through one of the most controversial times I've ever experienced with the, the debates on so many topics of opening church and mask and all the things. And we got towards the end of that. And honestly, I was just at a really bad place. I was like emotionally, physically exhausted. I needed to grieve, but I didn't know how to do that. And so I, I went to our elders and I just said, guys, I, I need a break. And so they gave me a sabbatical, a two month sabbatical. And I thought that sabbatical was gonna be the answer to all of my struggles. If I could just get away and catch my breath. And honestly, my wife and I and my family, we went away for a month. And it was, it was awesome. It was sweet. We made some great memories. But according to, to uh, uh, some unfortunate events happened, some staff transitions came and I had to come back early. And what did I find? I found myself kind of in the same situation. Like we're back into the swing of things. And I'm exhausted. And what I felt in my heart was like, man, I had a break. I was away for a month. Like, shouldn't that have solved this, this deep-seated, like, exhaustion that I felt? And I, I just felt like there was something missing. And then I remember the words of Jesus. And what does Jesus say about rest? Look at these words. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And right here, I think Jesus teaches us another side of rest that we often miss. Another kind of rest that is different than human rest, physical, emotional rest. I call it soul rest. That Jesus offers us a deeper, more fulfilling rest than anything else in this world. Because you see, soul rest is, is deeper because it's, it's not the rest that is experienced. It's not based off of circumstances. Soul rest is rather rooted in something unshakable. It's rooted in faith and confidence in two things, that I am deeply and unconditionally loved by God and that he holds me safe in his arms. That my father knows what I'm dealing with. You see, soul rest comes from my heart fully trusting God despite the circumstances, despite the chaos in my life. And there's two things you have to understand about soul rest. The first one is soul rest is only provided by Jesus. Jesus is the only source who can give your soul true rest. In fact, look what he says. Jesus says, come to me. He says, run to me. He makes it abundantly clear. You can go to a lot of things for rest, but if you truly want to find rest that will fulfill you, you have to come to me. And he describes the type of person who should come to him. He says, all you who are weary and burdened. Doesn't that describe us all? Listen, I get it. Maybe this season, 
you're in a great spot and you don't feel weary or tired. But here's what I can promise you in life. There's going to be pockets all throughout your life where you feel exactly how Jesus is describing. Where you feel weary and burdened. Where you feel exhausted and stressed. And Jesus says, if that is you, come to me. Because he is the only provider of soul rest. The second thing you have to understand is soul rest provides hope for your present and your future. You see, I think many people mistake what Jesus is saying here. You see, I think a lot of people read this verse and what Jesus is talking about is the type of rest is for all of eternity. And that is very true. Jesus is pointing to, hey, you come to a relationship with me, believe in my cross and my resurrection, and I'll give your soul rest for all of eternity. That you can have hope despite your circumstances that one day it'll all be good because of Jesus' work on the cross and through his resurrection. And that is so true. But listen to me, church. Jesus didn't just come and die and resurrect to change your future. He came and died and resurrected to change your today. And Jesus can give you rest in the midst of all your weariness and all your burdensomes right now. You don't have to wait to the future. You don't have to wait till eternity to experience it. Because here's what Jesus can give you. In the midst of your chaotic life, in the midst of your burdens, in the midst of all the things that are tiring you out, Jesus can give you peace. He can give you joy in the morning, no matter what you walk through. He can take your chaos and make it calm through his peace, a peace that transcends all circumstances and all thinking. Because he gives you and your soul rest, not just for tomorrow, not just for eternity, but for today. So what Jesus is teaching us here, and as we face a new year, 2024, a couple things that we have to understand. Rest is important. We need rest. And so can I just, can I just speak to you today? Can I tell you this? It's okay to rest. It's okay in a culture that tells you you have to be busy, you have to have a full schedule, it's okay to take a break, to rest. God sets that example and that priority from the beginning of creation. And so here's what we have to learn about rest. Maybe we're exhausted and tired because we're going to the wrong type of rest. Maybe today we have to learn the better type of rest for us. The kind of rest that runs to Jesus. Because he is our, su- or he is our true source of rest. And so as we think about 2024, as we prepare for a new year, here's my challenge for you. The next time, or maybe right now, The next time you feel weary, stressed, worried, overwhelmed, next time you're struggling or tired or in over your head or full of anxiety, or the next time you face chaos, tribulation, hardships, pain, you name it. The next time you are weary and burdened, 
run to Jesus. Listen to his words. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. And he will give you rest. Let's pray together. Father, help us to really receive that. I mean, even as we plan for a new year, we we have a list of all the things that we want to change and all the things that we want to do. And yet I wonder how many of us said, you know what, a priority for me this year is going to be truly to rest in Jesus, to take a break. And I get it, it's not a popular message in our culture, but I pray today, God, for every person who is weary and tired and overwhelmed, that we wouldn't just run to the next vacation or the weekend or, or the nap that we think that we need, but ultimately just leaves us empty and unsatisfied and still tired. This year, God, when we are exhausted and tired and stressed, may we listen to your words, may we come to you. May you provide us rest. Help us to do that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.